You ready? We made it, guys. We made it to week four. We're here. The Bills are two and one. Feels like things are getting back to normal. Uh, hi, guys. Welcome back to Buff Hub, the Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega, and I am so excited about today's show. And um, look, guys, the Bills are back. I'm back. Buff Hub is back. And there's no guest today. So it's just going to be me and you. Wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, let's have a chat. Let's talk about... I've been getting back and forth with fans online, on Twitter, uh, basically going into uh, some topics I brought up with some fan polls. And I had so much fun reviewing them that I actually basically wanted to formulate it into this episode on BuffHub. And, uh, well, number one, I saw something that hit the news, and wow, LaShawn McCoy retires. So salute to you, sir. Uh, Thank you for being a stand-up teammate in Buffalo. Uh, You know, we all love you in Buffalo. We wish you the best. I believe you're a Hall of Famer, LaShawn. And, uh, man, I swear, if LaShawn McCoy post, you know, right after that uh, Kiko Alonso trade, if that would have happened during this era, if, if Sean McCoy was the Buffalo Bills running back, uh, it would be a sight to see. But uh, nonetheless, we do have some, you know, talent that's starting to really evolve with Zach Moss and the Devin Singletary attack. So we're going to see how that transpires as the, as the year goes on. But guys, uh, you know, I, I love picking your brains. Um, you know, I, I'm just like you. Look, I'm another fan. I'm thankful and blessed enough to be able to run a podcast on Buffalo Rumblings. And, you know, it gives me a platform basically to give you a voice. And, um, you know, first thing I want to talk about, uh, you know, we're, we're going back a few weeks, but, I, you know, I looked at all these polls and I thought it was interesting because I want to talk about the AFC East and the state of it. Um, and then obviously we're going to get into, you know, this week of you know, talking about the Houston Texans and whatnot and reviewing what happened last week. But, uh, you know, thinking about the state of the division, uh, you know, Will the Miami Dolphins trade away Tua before the deadline? A lot of mixed opinions there. 78% of you said no. 2% of you said yes. I am low-key one of the 22%. Um, You know, I'm going to honestly say, yes, they invested heavily, but we are seeing a trend of NFL teams that are just sticking to what works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, uh, you know, and that's that's kind of what I see with this Jacoby Brissett thing. If you guys watch that game, I'm gonna give you uh, look. I'm gonna give it to him. The guy balled out. He played his behind off, and he kept his team. <laughs> he kept his team competitive in Las Vegas, and this is a team that everyone counted out. And you know, Las Vegas is looks like they're the top team aside from the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know, in the AFC because you got the Chiefs falling off, and we're gonna you know we'll get we'll get into that a little later as well. But if we're going to talk about the AFC East real quick, we got to honestly just say it like it is. I I think the AFC East is just not matching up well against the Buffalo Bills. I think that our defense is going to be, I think, a top three defense in the NFL for the rest of the year. Our offense is starting to finally catch up, get its rhythm going. Uh, You know, they're getting more vertical with the pass attack. Personally, uh, you know, 
I like being able to matriculate down the field, you know, using Cole Beasley a lot and then start throwing the ball, you know, across the field to Emmanuel Sanders, Stephon Diggs, so on and so forth. You saw the emergence of Dawson Knox. I feel like it really just opens up the Buffalo Bills offense, uh, being able to do that. And if I'm looking at the New England Patriots, I still see uh, just a lack of uh, you know, maturity from, from the QB position. Uh, maybe, maybe we do see something different out of Mac Jones, you know, with the rest of the year, I think he's going to be kind of like a Jimmy G. I don't really think there's anything about him that really pops off the screen, uh, other than him just being able to, uh, you know, diagnose a blitz here and there and be able to, you know, deliver the football. And then you talk about Zach Wilson, you know, what's going to happen in New York because, you know, you got a lot on the line, for I, I mean, I respect uh, Robert Robert Sally so much as a man, um, and just how he carries himself, and uh, just his his mentality, and how he approaches the game of football, his passion, uh, you know, how his story ended up. I, you know, I have a lot of respect for him and and the coaching staff and what he's trying to do. But if we're just going to be frank about the play on the field, man, do the Jets have a super long way to go. And, you know, I, I feel bad for him because, this again, this is where the Buffalo Bills were for so many years, and it's like we flip-flopped, right? Um, and, and it's just so interesting. When you look at the AFC East, it's like you're looking at, uh, you know, shades of the Buffalo Bills of the past, right? You're looking at, you know, the whole thing with New England. You got a great roster starting to build around a young quarterback, but maybe he's not the guy, in, you know, like EJ Manuel, right? You know, that whole situation with him. I won't say that Mac Jones is, Mac Jones is an EJ Manuel, but I will say that we went through that kind of situation. And then you look at what's happening with Zach Wilson. Now, I'm not saying he's anything like Josh Allen, but you know that erratic year where Josh Allen was just trying to work with what he had, um, trying to force the football into places there, you know, he shouldn't, and just take what's underneath. Um, you know, it, it was a tough season for his first season, and, and I'm kind of just trying to paint the picture of, you know, what we dealt with in the past, uh, you know, with quarterbacks and rookie situations, and um, you know, having that great coaching staff that you believe can really elevate your team, but you're waiting for maturity to happen. And then you have a situation, you know, with the Miami Dolphins. And man, it's, it's, there's such an anomaly because here they go getting crushed by the Buffalo Bills. And the next game, they, 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 you know, they, they play their, they play their butts off trying to beat the best team in the AFC, according to, you know, statistics and obviously, uh, you know, uh, you know, their win, their, you know, their wins and being undefeated. It's like, you know, one of those things where, you know, like little did you know that your backup <laughs> was better than your starting quarterback and he had to get injured for you to see that. The minute I saw Miami pick up Jacoby Brissett, in my head, I'm already calling him the starter. He had a, he had a fantastic um, season, you know, uh, you know, with the Colts and, um, you know, I, I really thought that uh, Indianapolis may have given up on him a little too early. And, you know, yeah, I, I don't think that they're going to be able to really give the Bills a lot of trouble in the future, but they are clearly the biggest threat to the Bills in the AFC East, right? Let's say they sweep, uh, you know, New England and they sweep the Jets. We do the same. It could come down to one game <laughs> of us facing Miami at the end of the year, uh, depending on how they play the rest of the season, to win the division. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can't help but just, you know, you have to respect, you know, 
who's in your division if they have a great season. And, you know, like last, last year, we, you know, we crushed them and we, you know, we kicked them out of the playoffs. Right. But I mean, there they were just sitting, uh, you know, with a uh, 10 and five record Miami dolphins were, and yet, yet we crushed them and they're still just kind of hanging around. So, uh, you know, you, you got to kind of, you know, don't let your guard down against these guys. What if, you know, this is a new team with Jacoby Brissett. They actually give him uh, time to really stay in the offense and not push Tua back in. I think Tua is done. I think the Miami Dolphins should trade him. And that's all I have to say about the AFC East. Buffalo is back, right? Um, you know, that that's where that fan poll kind of, kind of just spun into. It's just one of those things where, you know, we're talking about the AFC East and we're talking about Buffalo dom- dominating number one, their division, right? And having a great win against an NFC, you know, an NFC opponent. And the Washington football team were respected, <laughs> I guess, until the Buffalo Bills beat them, right? You got a lot of talent. You got a kid who goes toe-to-toe against Tom Brady in the playoffs and, you know, plays down to the wire. You know, and then he goes up against Buffalo's defense and pretty much freezes up in the second half. It was a, a wild, you know, sort of events that happen with the kickoff. I think that is something that the Buffalo Bills... Look, let's be happy and thankful. This happened in a regular season game and not the playoffs. They can learn from this. This is what the regular season is for, to correct yourself, you know, trim off the branches that don't need to be there, you know, prunes, it's, it's like pruning season, right? And um, you're trying to make sure you grow correctly, you grow in the right direction, you don't let those things lin- linger as you go into the postseason. So, um, you know, a lot of things that obviously we can clean up. I don't believe the score really told the story as far as what they were able to do. I really do believe that the Buffalo Bills dominated. There was not, you know, really one time where I was just kind of genuinely thinking the Bills will lose this game. Here's why. The offensive line showed up, and this is going to tie into my next poll. Uh, The the Buffalo Bills showed up, but the the Buffalo Bills O-line showed up, finally showed their true colors played as a cohesive unit, and yes, there are some things to clean up. We can always nitpick about every single little thing, but let's just be thankful. Uh, You know, rookie sensation Chase Young didn't have a crazy ball game against Josh Allen because that would have been the storyline rather than Josh Allen winning AFC Offensive Player of the Week. So congrats to Josh Allen. Congrats to the offense for really figuring it out. I was talking last week. I invited my brother who actually runs a podcast called Speak Up Bills. You should go check it out. Uh, They just hosted me. It's going to be airing pretty soon. Uh, We talked about, you know, the expectations going forward with the Bills. And, uh, you know, we, we, we talked about where the Bills need to measure up to. And, you know, right here we're talking about it in this poll. So I asked the question, can the Bills... This is in, d- during the game. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just blown away at how we're able to just really turn the tide there. Uh, you know, two weeks after a, a devastating loss, and uh, can, can you know, can the Bills win against the Chiefs in Week Five? Sixty-seven percent of you said yes, they can. Thirty-three percent of you said not yet. You know, and and this is something that we we have to talk about because guys. <laughs> 
It's two weeks away, right? I almost want to bench everyone this week just to play against the Chiefs at full strength, win that game, try to compete for the number one seed so we can have home field advantage the entire playoffs, right? That's what the Bills want. That's what we need. But the mentality of Sean McDermott, it's probably not going to be the case. Everyone's going to play. You know, uh, looks like uh, Jordan Poyer the other day did not practice because due to a knee injury, doesn't look too serious. But maybe we see Jaquan Jaquan Johnson jump in there, a real heavy hitter. You saw him put the hit on Heineke in the red zone, really asserted himself uh, to, you know, sub in there and help out when the team needed him. But, um, you know, it's an interesting topic to talk about. And, you know, we have to talk about it. Uh, You know, fact of the matter is right now, the Chiefs do look weak. But they're still putting up heavy numbers. And if I'm not mistaken, anytime they play the Chargers, it's just like one of the, I feel like the Chargers are one of the underrated teams that actually measure up to them pretty well. And they're in their division and my gosh, I mean, the AFC West is going to be absolutely bonkers. I'm going to be watching every single game. You know, I live in Vegas, so <laughs> I watch every Raiders game, so I can't take my eyes off of them. Um, you know, and they've been getting a hell of a lot of, uh, you know, primetime, uh, you know, exposure. So it's helped their morale. It's helped their fans, um, you know, really get back into the, you know, supporting their team in a new city. And, uh, you know, a lot of changes happening, happening in the AFC West. So you're wondering... Is this where the this is this when the tide turns and maybe everyone starts pointing at each other? Uh, you know that you know who's who's not executing, who's not doing a good enough job. Uh, you know for the for the, for the Chiefs and um, you know I don't know personally. Uh, I don't think Patrick Mahomes looks like himself. Maybe it's because of you know the offensive line changes, uh, getting you know more, needs to get cohesive again, and uh, you know they picked up the you know the tackle from. Uh, you know, Baltimore, but maybe is he just, they just picked him up because he's, you know, he's, he's out there and, you know, we need a tackle. (laughs) And, you know, I don't know. From what I see, Patrick Mahomes is getting flustered and, uh, you know, he's not dominating like he wants to. And, you know, yes, they did lose one of those games due to a fumble. Uh, You know, poor execution going down the field against Baltimore. But I'll tell you, This kid, Justin Herbert, is on the rise. The Los Angeles Chargers are probably the most confident team in the NFL right now. So, if there was ever a time, Bills fans, for the Bills to beat the Chiefs, it's going to be in Arrowhead against Kansas City. But, uh, you know, it's going to take a lot of execution. I don't think we need to match them, you know, tit for tat with what they do. I, I think we just need to play our game. And quite frankly, when we get there to that week, we're going to talk about it more. Defensively, I don't, I don't know how we're going to need to attack them because they're still the Chiefs. And last week, they didn't have Frank Clark. He was hurt. Uh, he didn't play against the Chargers. Maybe that would have been the difference maker uh, to make that one play that they needed. They rely heavily on their, obviously, their playmakers. Their depth may not actually be all there on the defensive line. Some guys are aging. And you got the Buffalo Bills on the other side where, you know, we're doing the exact thing, you know, the exact opposite thing where we're actually giving young talent a chance here, right? Uh, You know, so that's very exciting. And, you know, here we go. Josh Allen just had a monster game, 
five touchdowns. So let's talk about him real quick. I, I actually had a poll, and I, it was during the game. I said, will Josh Allen pass for 400-plus yards this game? Uh, he is already over 250. This was at the half. And 67% of you said yes. 33% of you said no. And, you know, he could have <laughs> if they didn't take him out of the game, right? And we really wanted to pour it on them. But uh, what we saw was a comfortable Josh Allen again. The drive is there. Uh, you hate to lose to find that drive. But, you know, when you're a competitor, sometimes that's what you need. And, you know, if there's ever a season for Josh Allen to really stand out as an MVP, it's this season. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, yes, they're great, but they're at the end of their career, and you're going up against them, you're going up against Mahomes. What if you win the MVP this year against them? Isn't that a bigger badge of honor against the greatest court, one of the, some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time to win the MVP against them rather than waiting till they retire? See, I am of the belief that the reason Josh Allen continues to have this aura of having a chip on his shoulder is because he never really beat Brady. He's going to have a chance this year. Hopefully all the players are healthy. There's no excuses. I want zero excuses for that matchup. And I want Josh Allen to play lights out. I really do. And, um, you know, what I am believing needs to happen is we just need to feed the need on offense. Not feed what we believe is sexy for the offense. You know, Stephon Diggs is going deep. We just got to always toss it up to him or, you know, whatever have you. You know, you want that. Yes, you want things to pop off the screen. But sometimes it's just better to just significantly beat an opponent with great execution. You may not always have the plays that pop off the screen, but what you do have is a great football team with sustained success that can compete for championships. They're not just a highlight reel. There's plenty of teams like that. You know, and, and they get all their highlights in garbage time. Like That's not what I want to see out of the Buffalo Bills. I know you don't want to see that out of the Buffalo Bills. You want to see a Josh Allen, yes, that he can have those 400-plus yard games, and uh, you know he can carry the Bills into the promised land. But again, it's going to come down to that execution. And let's get into this Houston Texans game. So this isn't a game to let your guard down, right? This is a game where if you want to mimic excellence, like you know, you look at the New England Patriots, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs. If you want to mimic excellence, you know what you do in games where maybe the you know the the odds are obviously just lopsided. You just execute. Don't try to play hero ball. Just execute and beat them. And if you beat them good enough by the second, you know, by the second half, then you throw in Trubisky. That's it. You know, kneeling is not winning formation for the Buffalo Bills. Winning formation for the Buffalo Bills is Mitchell Trubisky in the fourth quarter getting in that game and doing a drive or just kneeling for us. That's what I want to see against teams where you know, the odds are uh, lopsided. Great execution, sustain, and continued success. And you look at the Houston Texans. So let's analyze them a little bit. Well, it looks like, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to, 
you know, give a standing ovation to Tyrod Taylor for the time that he had in Buffalo. But what we do have is an opportunity for the Buffalo Bills to basically give David Mills a very rude awakening of what the NFL is like, what the elite NFL is like. So what the Bills are going to have to do against this kid is take away his number one. It's going to be all Tredavious White all day long up against Brandon Cooks. That guy went crazy last game, even though they lost 24-9 against the Carolina Panthers. He was able to still go uh, receiving for over 130 yards. That can't happen, right? No one wants to see Brandon Cooks go for over over 130 yards, right? Um, It's going to drive us nuts. But, um, you know, basically... What's going to happen is this this guy is going to have to really be able to read exotic defenses. This is going to be a game where we're going to be able to see our front four really get after a rookie quarterback. And, uh, you know, here we go. Here we go. But this is not a game where, again, it's like going against Heineke, where you let this guy get some confidence and there's not a lot of tape on him, and he's able to do some things that maybe we can't see, we can't figure out. So they're going to have to look back in a tape, on David Mills and his Stanford days, and they're basically going to have to figure out early on in the game how to make him uncomfortable. That doesn't mean we just throw a bunch of exotic blitzes at him. Sometimes it could just be play straight up, good, sound, fundamental football, and make him make throws that maybe he doesn't have the arm talent for, right? And, And that's where a good backfield really comes into, or excuse me, a good secondary really comes into play. So, you know, look for that offense to try to get the running game going against the Bills. You know, we're probably going to be playing a lot of our young, you know, a lot of our young guys to, you know, get them going, get them going early. This is a good game to get them, uh, you know, primed and ready for the Kansas City Chiefs. So, uh, you know, he had some, look, this kid had, had some plays, had some, had some throws that I think really shined. There was one particular play in the red zone where he's able to go through his reads, and he just got into the game. Uh, he's driving down the field, and he, you know he throws a strike. He did a good job. He went through his reads. He went one, two, three through the football. But um, you know, I, I I assume the Bills are going to try to get pressure early and often, and that's basically how we're going to win. And for the love of God, I know we revere and we love Andre Roberts. But do not let this man get loose. Please don't let this man score score a, a return touchdown. I will lose my brain. Um, you know, I, I really wish we still had him. It is what it is. But <laughs> I saw a tweet. I don't know if it's from Bruce or not. But uh, someone said, uh, "Yeah, Andre Roberts wouldn't have wouldn't have muffed that punt, <laughs> or he would have caught it." Uh, you know, against that against the Washington football team last game, but. Um, you know, I, I look at this game and I'm just saying to myself, you know, let's let's just play good, sound, fundamental football. They have a great linebacking core. You know, Whitney Merciless is still no joke. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, this is a team that has a lot of holes in a lot of different places, and the Bills just need to play sound on offense, execute what they need to do, win your one-on-ones, um, hopefully uh, free up Stephon Diggs. See, this is where I want to get into. Uh, I don't have a poll for this. I actually, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much done with my polls. But I want to get into uh, the situation with Stephon Diggs. Uh, you know, we have this, uh, you know, narrative right now. He only has one touchdown, and it's as many touchdowns as his brother Trayvon Diggs out in Dallas after he got his pick six the other night. Uh, but you know, I, <laughs> it's, you know, it, it, I have a feeling, guys that there's, there's something up the sleeve here. I, I think what's going on, if you're going to ask me, hey, uh, if, you're, if your coach, you know, 
your offensive coordinator of the Bills, what are you really trying to accomplish, Steve, uh, if you're Brian Dable? Well, let me tell you what I'm, I'm trying to accomplish. I'm trying to make sure everyone that is starting for the offense can feel comfortable and be able to execute. Not just throw them curveballs whenever I feel like it, right, and expect them to execute when big games come around. We saw what happens. We relied heavily on our star players to make a play, and what that did is it basically closed up opportunities for your offense to make plays. Trust for Josh Allen to throw the football to certain people, uh, you know. And you know this is this is a situation where the Bills really need to see, like last game, we really needed to see the emergence of Emmanuel Sanders. Did we get the right guy, or did we release the wrong? You know, did we release the right guy? And uh, clearly, uh, <laughs> after everyone raved during that game, looks like we got the right guy, right? Uh, you know, Emmanuel Sanders really came into his own against the Washington football team. It opened up a lot of plays underneath for Cole Beasley. Hint, hint, hint. So this might be the juice, uh, you know, for the rest of the season. Get Emmanuel Sanders going. Uh, throw it underneath. Get Cole Beasley going, and either you know. Go to Stephon Diggs. Go to you know. Go to Dawson Knox. You know what you can get out of Stephon Diggs, but you really want to see more development uh, in the offense with players like those guys. So um, you know that's what I want to talk about there because you know Bills haven't had <laughs> haven't exactly had the most explosive of wide receivers uh, getting opportunities like this in the past, right? I mean, yeah, you had Terrell Owens, you had Sammy Watkins, but. Uh, with a quarterback like Josh Allen, it's it's so dynamic. It's a completely different situation. We saw nothing uh, like that with those great players, uh, you know, in the past. You know, in comparison, to what we're, what we're seeing with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, it's just special. It's uh, it just feels like it was it was meant to be. It felt destined. Uh, you know, they got in the sports of a uh, they got they got on the front page of Sports Illustrated for kids. I'm sure you guys got a big kick out of that on Twitter, um, wherever you found that. Um, but hey. You know, we're here, guys. We're back. And, you know, this is an interesting week, right? This is a week where it's basically going to swing a lot of momentum, um, answer a lot of questions as we're going to go into, uh, you know, the situation against the Chiefs. You know, it's it's hard to talk about this game and not talk about the Chiefs because there's going to be so much more weighing on that game. It's prime time. Guys, look, I bought a 70-inch damn TV, and I'm waiting to mount it up for that damn game. They better win this freaking game, guys. I'm just saying. All right, I'm, I'm going to be I'm gonna be ready to go. My dad's flying out from Florida. We're going to be sitting there. We're going to have the chicken wings. We're going to have the beer. We're going to hope for the best. And, you know, I, I'm expecting the best out of the Bills. I really am. I think uh, they're saving... Uh, you know, some really good plays and, and, uh, you know, a lot more energy for these games that are coming up because, you know, we don't have these back to back, uh, you know, seasons in the past where we're getting, you know, you know, all this primetime coverage on the tele, like it's, it's amazing. Right. So think about it. If <laughs> we're fans and we're excited about those games, imagine being a Buffalo Bills player, knowing you are going to be on national television, a chance to showcase your talent. This could really help you out. Contract time. This could help you out getting the Pro Bowl. Uh, you know, being an All Pro. Like you name it. When 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 you pop off on national television, it really speaks volumes of the kind of player that you are. And I know the Bills are salivating right now to play the Chiefs. And look at this. We're playing the Chiefs and the Titans back to back again. <laughs> 
you can't make this up, man. It's like the NFL was just like, you know what? We're going to give these guys a mulligan, man. That felt like that last, you know, last season, we kind of just did them dirty with the whole COVID situation. And uh, they weren't really uh, ready to see what the, you know, when they were going to play the Tennessee Titans and we play, you know, the Chiefs on some wonky ass schedule. Uh, You know, (laughs) it's like, you know, we're here. uh, Everything's fine now. Um, and, uh, you know, everything feels a lot more regulated, a lot more calm. Uh, you know, it's, it's like the story of Jesus and his disciples and (laughs) the storm's going crazy and things finally chill out. Right. And, uh, you know, here we go. Peace be still guys. (laughs) Peace be still. We're here. Everything's fine. Chill the F out. Um, we're good. Let's write the ship. Let's have a good season. And let's focus on what's ahead. All right, so I'm done. No, I'm not. Guess why, guys? I have a new segment I want to talk about. It's called Match of the Game. We're going to do this every single time on Buffalo. This point forward. So this is the matchup to watch. You guys ready? Here we go. Drum roll. This is the matchup to watch. Our defensive line this week against the Houston Texans. That's what I want to see. That's what I'm excited for. My eyes are going to be peeled. I don't want Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, and I certainly do not want Mark Ingram to reemerge against the Buffalo Bills, okay? They got three great running backs. They're probably going to rely heavily on those guys to get something going. Uh, But, you know, I'm excited to see the battle in the trenches, man. Come on, Buffalo. Get in there. Get dirty. Get grimy. Pop off the screen. I want to see Epinesa hitting the hell out of people. I want to see forced fumbles. Uh, You know, I want clean play, no face masks, you know, none of that crap. Let's just really beat them to the punch. Uh, you know, also, you know, the old guys in the back. Sorry, Jerry. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, Mario, if you're listening. You guys are old, but we love you. Uh, you know, holding it down as well. Okay, Star Latulale, get in there. You know, get nasty. Uh, you know, let's let's see our defensive line dominate this game. Get some sacks. You know, we weren't able to do that last week uh, against, you know, such a, you know, dynamic player in the feet with, you know, <laughs> uh, Heineke. But, you know, here we are. Let's do it. So that was the matchup to watch, guys. Thank you so much for joining me again, guys. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the effort to press play on this podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. Follow me on Twitter, at BuffHub. You can find all of my podcasts there. Uh, you know, I'm always posting them. Uh, you know, and definitely feel free to interact. Feel free to comment. Uh Yeah, so you guys can find me every single Friday. So don't forget it. Every single Friday, listen here only on Buffalo Rumblings. It's a pleasure, guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and go Bulls.